Welcome to Real Personal Finance. I'm your host, Scott Frank, CFP, CFA charter holder, and founder of Stone Steps Financial. And I'm your host, James Canole, CFP, MBA, and owner of Root Financial Partners. The premise of our show is simple. Money can be confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Our goal is to answer real personal financial questions that we hear from our clients and our listeners. Each episode, we answer one personal financial question in a clear and understandable way. Because money is a tool. And when you understand the language of money, you can make better decisions to improve your financial life. Hey, Scott. Hey, how are you this week? Good. How are you? Good. Well, open enrollment's coming up. It is. Yes. Almost Um, the end of the year already. It's crazy that the year's gone by this fast, especially with COVID. We've kind of been like sheltering in place. and The longest, shortest year ever. Exactly. Um, yeah. This is a, a, an important, important thing that we're going to talk about. So we're actually going to take a few episodes to walk through the common, uh, common benefits that we see from employees and their uh, respective workplaces. Uh, and then we'll also add in some benefits that we hope you have yeah. um, that you can utilize. Yeah. So well, they're, they're, I mean, when open enrollment happens, different companies have different benefits. But some of the main ones that we're definitely going to talk about that are common to a lot of companies are things like health insurance. Mm-hmm. Do you use a plan that gives you an HSA? Do you use a plan that doesn't? Uh, we'll talk about things like investments. Do you increase them? Where do you save to? Understanding different types of t- stock compensation, whether it's RSUs, ISOs, things like that. And then like you talked about, of, of kind of the ho- I hope you have it benefits, whether mm-hmm. it's legal benefits, dependent care FSA, life and disability, a um, whole bunch of stuff to cover. So we'll break it down and kind of cover the main things first and then go through and make sure that people, as they're going towards open enrollment, know what they need to be thinking about. That's it. And, and the key is, so for most of us, open enrollment is going to happen in kind of the October, November, December timeframe. And so now is a great time to start thinking about and looking at what are you offered by your employer because this is honestly one of the places that I will look at with clients where I it's rare that I don't find a benefit that can't help them. Yep. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. So today we're going to start with health insurance. And with health insurance, this is kind of a scary one. No, not a scary one, but like a unsettling one sometimes because there's all these options. I honestly it's like it's an enigma wrapped in a conundrum. It's health insurance is not an easy thing to understand. So our goal today for you all at home is we want to walk you through an example, a way to think about this so that you can figure out what's right for you. Because honestly, there is no right answer, Mm -hmm. but hopefully we can provide you with some more clarity uh, around some of the terminology and the things that are going on inside of these plans so that you can get a better sense of the decision that is best for you and your family. Yeah. Yeah. I think an example in this case would probably be What's most helpful? So if I'm, if I'm looking at my options, I'm going through open enrollment, and I see my plan, I say, okay, I've got this thing called maybe like a standard option, a standard PPO. I have maybe a, a gold or a premium PPO and then medical HSA plan. What, what do all those different things mean as a starting point? Ooh, yeah, let's just dive right in, huh? Um, yeah, so, so uh, PPO means per- 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 preferred provider network essentially mm-hmm. um if i got that wrong insurance people preferred preferred provider organization please don't beat me up yes thank <laughs> you thank you i'm even bad with acronyms when it comes to healthcare because it's just there's so many of them 
Um, but basically what that means is like if I have a PPO, I can have a, a, my, my general doctor. My general doctor is Dr. Schlitt. He's sadly just retiring. Mm. But, uh, but if, you know, uh, there's a group I could have belonged to in the past or sometimes you'll belong to called an HMO, yep. a health maintenance organization. Now, if you belong to one of those, like I would have to go see Dr. Schlitt every time. Uh, before I go see anyone else. So if I need to go see an orthopedic surgeon or something like that, I'd always have to go see Dr. Schlitt first. If I belong to a PPO instead, I can go see any doctor within that network. I don't have to go see my primary care physician at first. Right. Um, so normally when we see the benefits at uh, through work, we will see um, it's not, not uncommon to see that standard PPO plan, meaning I can go see whoever I want. One of the things I always want to look at is, are my doctors in network? There's in network versus out of network pricing and costs, which matters. Um, and then there'd be other types of plans. But let's just focus on the standard first. Does that sound good? Let's do it. Okay, cool. So, um, so I have a standard plan. I'm going to give you just an example, like a big picture example from um, a client uh, that we looked at last year. So. The premium for their family for the standard PPO is going to be about $5,000 a year. Hmm. So they were going to get about you know $416 a month taken out of their paycheck um, to go ahead and pay the premium for the insurance. Now, that's just their portion that they're paying. More than likely, their employer is paying a portion too because mm-hmm. if any of you are working uh, by yourself and you have a family of four in Southern California, you know you don't pay just $5,000 a year for health insurance. Yeah. So that, but that's what they would pay out of pocket, um, out of their, out of their, just to pay the premiums to help make sure they have insurance in the first place, $5,000. Now, the next thing to look at would be um, what would the deductible be? Now, what do you what what is a deductible, James? A deductible that's the if you have a cost, if you have something that you need to go to the doctor for, the deductible is the first. It's the amount of dollars that you're going to pay until insurance starts kicking in to pay those dollars on your behalf or split those dollars with you. Yep. And so, um, for this particular plan, if you're in network, for an individual, is eleven hundred dollars for the deductible and twenty two hundred dollars for the family. And then once we hit that, we start paying what's called coinsurance. Mm-hmm. Um, what, how would you describe coinsurance? Coinsurance means so if you hit that deductible, let's say I break my arm and it costs three thousand dollars. Well, I pay the first eleven hundred if I was uh-huh. a single individual here, and then the next nineteen hundred dollars, the coinsurance is the amount that is split between me and the insurance provider. So I'm going to pay a portion of it. In this example that we're looking at, maybe I pay twenty percent. And the insurance provider pays the other 80%. Exactly, yes. And so then eventually, uh, James, uh, maybe he's like skateboarding a bunch and falling down and hurting himself a lot this year. Uh, he pays, pays a lot of coinsurance until he finally hits his max out of pocket. What does max out of pocket mean? That means no matter how many bones are broken, skateboarding and all those accidents, I'm not going to pay more than a certain amount. After that, insurance has it covered. And the example that we're looking at here in this plan, the max out of pocket would be $6,250. Right. Or for a family, $12,500. Almost always, if you take the, um, the single person and you double it, that's the difference between single and family. Um, but so basically, max out of pocket would be the premiums that James has paid in that instance, as well as the coinsurance that he paid along the way in that instance until he gets to the sixty-two fifty. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once he's there, he's good. Now, here's the deal with, with PPO plans and kind of those traditional plans. Um, if James needs to go see just his doctor to do a primary care visit, um, he'll usually pay a dollar amount to go do that um, or to go see a specialist. He'll just 
swipe a swipe a debit card or uh, a, a card at the office. What, what do those look like in this plan? So in this plan, it's thirty bucks if I'm visiting uh, my primary care doctor, and it's forty five dollars if I see a specialist. So mm-hmm. fairly reasonable. Yep. Cool. So so just big picture for you guys at home. Here's here's how to break this down. For and we'll just pretend it's 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 uh it's James and and Ashlyn here. So so for them as a family, they're going to pay. $5,000 out of James's paycheck to go mm-hmm. ahead for this privilege of having this care. Max out of pocket for them would be 12500 if if cat- something catastrophic event happened for them as a family. Lots of skateboard accidents. Lots of skateboard accidents. It can happen. So, um, so total out of pocket in a year for James, the max out of pocket for a year with the premiums and the max out of pocket together would be 17400 bucks. Yeah, and I, I like looking at it this way because and you, we, we were talking about this as with insurance. And one of the things we'll be talking through is there's the, there's the expenses that you see and the expenses that you feel. And then there's the expenses that you don't see or feel sometimes. And so the first thing to look at is the premium. That's just the amount that you're paying through your paycheck. So it's a good starting point, but the premium is just the monthly amount you're going to be paying no matter what. Yeah. You also want to know what's, what's the most you could be on the hook for because you need to plan for that. If I keep skateboarding and keep breaking bones, I could potentially be out of pocket seventeen thousand four hundred dollars right. with this plan. Yeah, and that's where it would end. Mm-hmm. But that's just good to know. So, like that actually builds in things like when when we would talk to clients about how much of an emergency fund do we have and and things like that. Well, we want to make sure that our out of pocket costs can get covered, right? If right. something were to happen and we needed cash flow. Well, you know, from here, why don't we just transition to like the premium plan, the gold plan? Yeah. And let's just look at the difference of what happens in gold. Actually, before we do, I'm just going to say one little thing, and that's that um, in-network versus out-of-network matters a lot. Yep. So obviously when we're in-network, we probably around our ha- around like San Diego, it's probably easy for James and Ashland to stay in-network. Out-of-network can be an expense that happens when maybe you go on a trip to, say, Aspen, mm-hmm. and you go mountain biking and you run into a bear. Yep. Yeah. And then you get in trouble, right? Yeah. Like that'd be a problem. So out of network there are usually are about double um, what the deductibles and the coinsurances and and the max out of pockets that we just talked about. Yes. Right? So so almost always you can just double it and, and you're probably in a pretty safe realm. Yep. Yeah. So if I'm seeing a doctor that my insurance will cover it, but I'm gonna be on the hook for more because it's not a doctor that's in the network of providers yep. offered by my insurance. Just something to keep in mind for for all types of insurance. Okay, so let's go to the gold plan. So um, you decide that you want the best because it's gold. I want the best. Right? I always want the best. Okay, so you and Ashlyn are going to pay about $7,000 a year in premiums now. Whoa. So you're choosing to go pay more out of pocket. So an extra $2,000 per year. Yep, out of pocket coming out, just coming out no matter what, regardless Mm -hmm. of whether or not you get sick. Now, the benefit of that is your deductibles go down. Yes. As does your coinsurance. I mean, your coinsurance stays the same, but your max out of pocket also goes down. So, mm-hmm. why don't we walk through that? Yeah. So, with this, and if you can scroll over a little bit so I can see this, what's, which number is that that I'm looking at here? So, that's the oh, this deductible. Is the dedu- this is the deductible, yeah. So, the annual deductible in the first example, as a couple, would be $2,200. So, mm-hmm. if, if Ashley and I had this plan. Uh, if we had the gold or the premier plan, the the deductible might be $1,400. Yep. So we're paying more in our monthly premium. It's more coming out each paycheck, but there's a lower threshold to have to hit before insurance starts kicking in and mm-hmm. paying some more bills for us. Yep. And then uh, your max out of pocket? Max out of pocket in this one, in, it's $7,500 for, for Ashlyn and I or for our family versus $1,250 yep. 
yep. twelve thousand five hundred another one, and then, then the coinsurance is still the same at twenty percent, and it's a little bit of a discount on doctor visits twenty dollars instead of thirty dollars to view uh, to visit my primary care physician. instead of 45 to visit a specialist. So what I'm doing is I'm saying I'm going to pay more each month, but I can plan that I don't have to put as much aside or I don't have to worry as much if there are higher medical expenses because my deductible is lower and my out-of-pocket max is going to be lower. Yep, absolutely. So the key to me, the key there for the PPOs, you can choose to pay more where you don't have to think about it. Yeah. So that when you do have to think about it and have that cash flow come out or you need the cash flow to come out, um, it's just it just happens. It's easier. It doesn't feel as painful. Yeah, definitely. Right? And if we look at the max out-of-pocket numbers for you, what's the difference between the two? Uh, walk us through. So we said 17000 was kind of the PPO max out-of-pocket, which was the 5000 we were going to pay, plus the 1250 so we were at 17500 yep. Yeah. What about the P, uh, the gold PPO? Plan? Yeah. So if I the max I could pay with this new the gold PPO plan would be fourteen thousand four hundred and forty dollars in this example. Yeah. So it's about three thousand dollars less than the max out of pocket from the standard plan. Mm-hmm. And and that's an important thing to consider. It's not just how much am I paying for the premium. It's how much is the total out of pocket potential. Because if you if if Ashley and I go into twenty twenty one, it's open enrollment and. Um, if we're healthy, we're young, we don't think we'll see the doctor that much, who knows, but maybe we choose something where it's a lower monthly premium and we don't have to uh, worry about paying that much consistently. Yeah. But maybe we decide, well, well, we might be pregnant this year or we, there are some health things coming up or, or we do have a history of needing to go to the doctor more frequently. That's where it could make sense to pay more each month, but have a lower deductible and a lower out-of-pocket max so that you're protected more on the upside. Only thing I can say to that is I cannot wait to meet sweet baby James. Me either. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be awesome. Well, once I get this new PPO. You'll be all set. We're good. <laughs> okay. So before we switch to the other type of plan that does exist, I want to add one little thing in. And that is whether you choose the, the gold or the standard, you can see you have options. Now, one thing that often benefit that you will see here is you can also choose what's called a medical FSA, medical flex savings account. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to talk about that briefly? Yeah. Uh, so an FSA, and I'm not sure, where's the limits? Are those on here? I don't actually have the limit in front of me, but I think it's around 2500 bucks. Okay. So medical FSA, a flexible savings account or spending account, mm-hmm. is you essentially can put some money in, tax deductible, um, and you get a deduction for putting that money in. And if you use that money for medical expenses throughout the year, then you can use that without having to pay taxes on it, which is nice. The downside of a of an FSA is that's the plan where if you don't use it, you lose it. So if I put away $2,000 to an FSA account to get the tax deduction, that's great. But if I don't use that before the year's up, I lose it. And sometimes there's a little bit of a benefit that can carry over. But for the most part, you want to make sure you're using that. So say, for example, I have consistent doctor visits or there's, there's certain medical procedures or medical appointments I have on a yearly basis, and I know for a fact I'm going to have that, it would be a smart idea to put that money into an FSA, get the tax deduction, and then use that money for those expenses. If I don't go to the doctor very frequently and have no intent, not, not I shouldn't say no intention, <laughs> I have, uh, there's, there's no health issues that I see needing to go to the doctor for, maybe not the best idea to use an FSA because yeah. I just, I, I, there's a good chance that I lose that money if I don't use it. Exactly. So that's an FSA. Uh, what we like more than FSAs more often is the health savings account. But before we get into that, was there anything else you wanted to add to the nope. flexible spending account? Just that while you conversation? Were, while you were geeking out on it, I, I 
quickly Googled the answer for 2019. 2019, the answer was 2,700, um, which I think carried into 2020. So that's the max. And then typically up to $500 can roll over from one year to the next. So you just want to be really careful about that if you choose to go use it. Yes. Thank you for confirming Um, those numbers. But yes, basically where we were trying to get to with the PPO plans is that more and more employers are also now offering what will be called high deductible, um, high premium plans, Mm -hmm. which will allow an HSA account as well. And we've talked about HSAs in the past, but I think this is a a great... Yeah, I think episode four is what is an HSA if you want to know more about that. Mm -hmm. But... Uh, this this is where HSA is tied into the rest of the planning. Yes. So we talked about kind of standard plans versus gold or premier plans. How does an HSA type plan fit into that? Yep. So um, so with HSA high deductible plans. So first of all, to be considered a high deductible, just to, to give you the background, um, the minimum for a high deductible plan, if you're an individual this year, is your your deductible has to be at least fourteen hundred bucks. The maximum deductible sixty nine hundred dollars. For an individual, and then the min and max for a family would be twenty eight hundred dollars or thirteen thousand eight hundred dollars for twenty twenty. Yeah. Um, more often than not, when you do see these high deductible plans, you're going to see those maxes rather than the minimums. And the mm-hmm. reason that that's going to happen is so that they can lower the premiums for you that you pay on a monthly basis. Um, so that's the 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 deductible side of it. Uh, the as far as the contributions to an HSA account. That's like a savings vehicle. We've talked about it more specifically. We have the whole episode on what is an HS. Pardon me. What is an yeah? What is a health savings account? Um, but this year, the maximum a family can put away seventy one hundred dollars, or an individual's thirty five fifty. Mm-hmm. That includes any match from the employer. Right. Right. Sound good. Totally. And and just for some perspective, and those in the examples we just looked at, the standard plan, for example, my annual deductible if I'm married is twenty two hundred dollars for a right. family. Well, with a health savings account plan, that annual deductible can go up significantly. Yes. So in the in the example that we're looking at right now, you know, earlier we were talking about the standard for Ashlyn and for James, and, and they had to pay eleven hundred dollars out of pocket as an individual, or twenty two hundred as out of pocket as a for their deductible um, on the standard plan. When they shift to the HSA, the deductible goes up to sixteen fifty um, for an individual and thirty three hundred for a uh, family. Mm-hmm. So it does go up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is an actual specific plan we're looking at. It's going to be different, obviously, depending upon your employer and your plan and all that. Uh, these numbers can be higher. But this deductible, the nice thing is my premium is lower. So if I choose this plan, the premium I'm paying is is cheaper each month. So there's yeah. less coming out each month out of pocket. Right. But if I need to go see the doctor, I'm on the hook for more dollars out of pocket before insurance starts kicking in yeah let's just walk through that a little bit so so your your premium your the annual premium in in this plan for the high deductible hsa plan so we can go save those tax dollars the triple tax savings we talked about in the hsas that's there now and we only have we pay thirty eight hundred dollars a year out of pocket Mm -hmm. uh, meaning for the premiums we're paying thirty eight hundred dollars versus the standard we were paying five thousand dollars and the gold we were paying seven thousand dollars yes so clearly we're paying a lot less in premiums but now, um, when we go to our doctor for primary care visits or we go to a specialist, we're no longer paying a $30 or $45 um, visit fee. We're just paying mm-hmm. 100% of deductible and coinsurance yeah. until we hit our deductibles. Yeah. And that can be a lot more. Yeah. It's going to be more than 30 bucks a visit or 45 bucks a visit. It's going to add up fast. Yes. 
And so that's where you have to look at the out-of-pocket maximum on this one. And when you look at the out-of-pocket maximum, it's a little bit different because I think you're factoring in HSA contributions to this. Is that right? Yeah. With what so you're looking at here. When, I, when we look at it with, with clients, I'll look at what's your annual premium going to be? What's your maximum out-of-pocket? So we're just assuming the worst-case worst, worst case scenario here, right? Um, and then we'll just look at um, basically – so for the for this year with that premium, your max out of pocket would be about seventeen thousand six hundred, let's say. But then if we also took the seventy one hundred dollars into an HSA and made that full contribution, well, we actually just reduced our tax bill as well. Got it right? right? Because like let's say we're in a twenty four percent tax bracket with a nine point three percent state income tax, mm-hmm. right? Then we're let's just call it thirty three percent. Simple. So now we get to actually re- we get a tax savings for our HSA contributions. Yes. So our net cost for the year would be about fifteen thousand dollars. Yes. Instead of the seventeen five. Yeah. So the net cost on this one, the, the HSA plan's a little. It's interesting because the net cost is kind of the lowest, yep. and the monthly premiums are the lowest. Yep. Where it gets you is kind of that middle ground. Oh no, that this is exactly it. The the key to all of this is if you're in a high income and you have a lot of excess cash flow. Personally, and you don't have a lot of major medical things going for you, I think HSAs make a lot of sense. Yes. Because you can go save the money. Ideally, we don't even use these contributions for anything. We just go invest it for the long term for you. And if you ever need it in the future, you can take it. We geek out on that in the HSA episode itself. Um, but what you're really doing is is you're, you're basically saying, I'm going to pay a low premium now in the hopes I pay nothing out of, I don't have a major medical uh, issue come up. Mm-hmm. And if it does come up, I'm willing to bear those costs. Yes. And where it hurts is when that happens, you have to bear those costs. Yep. Yep. Whereas if you instead pay for that gold plan, you know, you're paying probably more for that on an annual basis if nothing happens to you. Mm-hmm. But then when something does happen to you, it still doesn't cost very much. Yeah. And that's to your so point earlier. Different. It feels different. It's in the gold plan or the most expensive premium plan. It doesn't feel that bad, but it's almost because like you're numb to it because you're paying more each paycheck or each month. You're getting more taken out. Whereas with the high deductible HSA plans, it really hurts when you have an expense. But the trade-off is your monthly premiums are much lower. You just tend not to feel that because you get used to the monthly amount of income yeah. you have coming in after that. Yeah. Anything else on that? No, I think that's the main thing. I mean, I think there's a couple of other... and Yeah, I think that the main part of this episode isn't to go through definitions and all the stuff. It's just to help you think about looking at healthcare options. And the options you're going to be presented with are going to have different premiums, but that's just a starting point, looking at the premium. That's just how much you're going to be paying no matter what. What you need to consider as you're looking at healthcare plan options is what does a normal year look like for you? And obviously, we can't predict what's going to happen with health or anything like that, but understanding what the premium is, what the max out of pocket is, understanding the deductibles, because putting those pieces together will help you understand what's the best yeah, option for I, you. I would actually say yes to all of that and. So, and the and is like to, to James's point where I was, I was smiling, it hit me when I, he said like sweet baby James is coming one day. I'm like, I can't wait to meet that little guy in the future. We're not but pregnant like, by the way, in I case know, anyone uh, yeah, is, obviously, is uh, yeah. wondering. Go to ask. <laughs> uh, but, but anyway, like when, when, like if you know that that's coming in the, in the next year, you may choose to go to a yes. PPO plan because you just want to feel better about, you know, how it'll feel to have to pay things out of pocket versus not. And if everyone's, you know, 
as fit as can be, knock on wood, you know, you may choose to do HSAs in that moment. Right. Or if you're just, if you have a lot of excess cash flow that you don't really care about paying that money out of pocket, then HSAs make even more sense because we're reducing our tax base, right. we're paying less in premiums, we're putting money on into a balance sheet in a really effective way. Yep. But it all comes down to how do you feel? What do you think is coming up in the future? And the, here's the biggest thing is that there is no perfect answer. Mm-hmm. Like you can always make a best guess, but just know that it's a guess, mm-hmm. but just make an informed decision. And, and our hope is that this conversation helps you make a more informed decision. Yep. Yeah. And I think you mentioned this at the beginning of the plan, but when you, if you are going to be switching, especially if it's because like you use, we'll use us as the example, say we do think we might get pregnant in 2021. Mm-hmm. Well, if we're going to switch plans because of that, one of the, the points made earlier was make sure that your doctors are in that new plan. Yes. If Ashlyn has doctors that she loves. Yes. We want to make sure that she keeps those doctors with a new plan um, because, yes, we want the insurance to look good or, or to, to work out mathematically, but we also want to keep the providers that uh, are important to her or to us in that. Absolutely. Um, health insurance is by far the focus today. Um, we're almost, it's almost, it is almost a toss-away. Almost always in benefits, you will be offered dental and vision. Mm-hmm. They're there. Yeah. Do with them what you will. <laughs> I mean, it... It's a whole different conversation for a different day, but it, insurance is supposed to be for things that are really small in probability, but really big in magnitude. If something mm-hmm. goes wrong, um, everyone needs to have their teeth cleaned. Yeah, and the out and the the payouts that they give you on dental insurance usually aren't that great. Yeah. So, for what it's worth. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, moving. Vision's vision. Yeah, yeah. life changing advice there. Right. <laughs> Earth shattering. Wow. Um, anything else for for this episode today? No, no, I think that's it. All right. Well, we hope this is helpful for you guys. Um, yeah. If you yeah. have any questions, let us know. Let us know. L- tune in to the next two episodes. We'll be talking about the next or the next couple, few episodes. We'll be talking about the rest of employee benefits, but hope that was a helpful start. Great. Thanks, James. Thank you. Thank you for listening to episode number 63 of the Real Personal Finance Podcast. If you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe and let us know by leaving a five-star review. And if you have a question that you'd like for us to answer, then head over to the Real Personal Finance website at realpersonalfinance.co. And there's a section on the bottom of each page there where you can submit your question for Scott and I to answer in a future episode. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time. This podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only. and should not be relied upon for a basis for investment decision. This podcast is not engaged in rendering legal, financial, or other professional services.